Hey everyone, welcome back. Before we get into the stories, I need to give a disclaimer for animal abuse on story number two. I know a lot of you probably don't want to hear that, so I'm just letting you know now. I'll also have it labeled in the pinned comment down below. And remember, you can always send your story at southerncannibal.com if you ever want to share it. Now if you're all ready, let's get started. And remember, to always stay hungry. The story takes place around 2011, when I was 17 years old. I was about to turn 18, and I had just graduated high school. I was about to be home all summer, and I wanted a part-time job. I had worked a couple of part-time jobs during high school, but nothing permanent. So, in order to pay my bills and have some spending money, I applied for a job as a cashier at our local dollar store. It was about a three-minute drive from my house at the time. I got the job and thought, cool, I can come home during lunch break. When I started the new job, I realized it was a small store with a lot of regular customers. It would usually just be only one cashier and an assistant manager who could jump on register if it got busy during any one shift. Sometimes I would meet the other cashiers, like, say, during shift change, and everyone was nice. The assistant manager named Nelson was especially nice, or so I thought. We would work alone together a lot. He was a lot older than me, in his mid-thirties. I don't remember his exact age now. He was also married, and he had two little kids. I even met his family a couple of times when his wife would stop by the store to visit him. Me and Nelson got along great. He had a lot of similar tastes in music and would bond over that while we worked. There were some clues along the way, though, that Nelson had found me attractive. I was young and naive and would ignore them, thinking we were just friends. Like when I first started working there and he met me, his reaction was to comment on how I looked. He would also tell me how pretty I was and how I could get any guy I wanted. I thought this was because he knew I was single and I would go on dates and sometimes I would talk about the guy I was dating with Nelson. We would even sometimes text outside of work because of course my boss had my number in case of work schedule changes and such. It eventually turned into very innocent flirting via text and in person and I admit I should have told him to stop but I never did. I did think Nelson was cute though in a way that I would never act upon. Like I said, he was much older, but he would ultimately act upon it. One night, Nelson and I were working the closing shift, just the two of us. After he closed the store and locked the door, I had counted the money in my register, and usually the assistant manager goes into the back office in the store to finish the closing, and then put the money in the safe. However, Nelson had asked me on this night if I wanted to learn how to close the store, as if I ever wanted to be an assistant manager. This is never something we even talked about. I just said sure, then it beats standing here alone. I then followed him to the back. The back office was a very small cramped up room with a desk, computer, and a chair. He started making jokes and being the funny guy I was comfortable with, so I didn't really see a problem with following him in there. He didn't actually get very far into showing me his actual duties in the office before he turned to look at me and he put his arm upon the wall therefore blocking me in. He leaned in, and he actually tried kissing me. 
I ducked, and I immediately began telling him to stop over and over again and to let me out of the office. He didn't want to at first, and that's when I began raising my voice. My voice was shaky, and I was visibly very scared. He didn't even seem to care until I then screamed out loud, Let me out of here! Again, we're at work, and this is a building surrounded by other buildings. There's a restaurant next door, and someone would be bound to hear me screaming. I think that's the only reason he actually gave up. I went home after he let me out of the closet, out of a back office, and I never told anyone until years later. I honestly don't know why I was so scared. I really wish I spoke up and got him fired so that maybe his wife could have known the type of guy she was married to. I stopped talking to him after this night. It was just way too awkward, but I ignored him. He would come in on his days off and find me working, and he would beg me to talk to him. I always just got mad and said no. He was eventually let go from that job, though, not too long after this situation, for unrelated reasons. And I'm really glad that happened. This happened in September of 2013. At the time, I worked in a powdered metal plant in Pennsylvania. We made parts for vehicles, blenders, lawnmowers, etc. I worked third shift from 12 p.m. to 8 a.m. The night had started slow and boring because no one wanted to be back after a three-day weekend. It was around 3 a.m. when I heard a loud bang. It sounded like someone had thrown a wooden pallet on the cement floor. I remember looking up, and when I looked in the direction that the sound came from, I saw something outside the front door, but on the ground. The light above the door wasn't working, so it was dark, and it was kind of hard to see. But the way it fell, in my mind, I knew it was a person. I stood there for a minute, just staring, trying to figure out what the hell it was, and if I was seeing things. That was when I saw someone enter the building. He was carrying a hunting rifle, and he looked right at me. He cocked the rifle, but for some reason, he never shot at me. Instead, he rounded the corner and out of my line of view. Right from behind me, my coworker then asked, What was that? I then turned to him and said, Sammy, I think someone just got shot. He kind of just chuckled back, then sang, Man, <laughs> yeah, right. And then I said back in return, No, seriously. I then pointed to the door and said, I'm pretty sure that was a person and that someone just walked in here cocking a rifle. In that moment, another coworker came running from another department that was on the other side of the door, then saying, Get the fuck out of here! And we all just turned and ran. As we ran out the door to the back of our department, another gunshot then rang out. We later found out when we rounded the corner that he met our shift supervisor who had been at the sink washing his hands. He stuck the rifle up against his chest, but before he could pull the trigger, the supervisor grabbed the gun and they fought for it. Somehow, with wet soapy hands, he had actually managed to overpower the gunman and then ran off, locking the rifle in one of the offices. The gunman had apparently shown up to talk to his girlfriend, whom he'd been fighting with all day. They'd had the cops called on them four times that day, before she just left and walked to work. He had shown up once before we got there, and was told she wasn't there. 
He'd wrecked his van into the company truck. Then he walked home, got his rifle and his Harley, and then came back, but not before killing her pet turtles and bird. He told his supervisor that he just wanted to talk to her, and then when she went outside, he'd pulled out the gun. She turned to run back into the building, and that's when he shot her. After the supervisor took the gun, he then ran back to where he'd left the gunman, and he'd then been tackled by two other male employees. Apparently, the supervisor missed the part where the man stood over her, stuck his finger in the bullet hole, and then swirled his finger around. He then grabbed her by the hair and started beating her head under the ground. That's when he was tackled. As you can imagine, yeah, she died. She was a mom and grandmother. I had actually gone to school with her daughters, and I graduated with her oldest daughter, so I'd known her since I was 15. I left work and went home, and I just remember falling to the floor. I didn't even know I was crying until my Rottweiler started licking the tears from my face. There was a big case about it, but luckily, I was never asked to testify. I never want to see that man's face again. To start off, this happened back in 2017 when I was 18 years old. To give you guys an insight on how I am, I'm a super bubbly person and I really love making new friends. In 2017, I got a job at this home improvement store and there were so many workers from all different ages. Every single morning I would greet everyone there and everyone loved me. I had so much fun at this workplace and it was by far one of my favorite jobs. We would constantly hire new people and we hired this one guy who was like two to three years older than me, who we'll call Joseph, and he was very to himself. No one would really talk to Joseph, so being the kind person that I am, I decided to talk to him in the break room, since he would always eat lunch by himself. Ever since then, Joseph would always smile at me, and I would smile back. I didn't really think anything of it, and even though he seemed a little weird, I didn't mind. One day I got called into the manager's office and I was asked if I had talked to Joseph and I said no. The manager then told me to be cautious around him and I asked why because I didn't understand. The manager told me that Joseph said I ordered a bunch of men from our work to stab him while he was at work which didn't even happen. He then told everyone at the store that the manager had jumped him in the parking lot in the middle of the night which also didn't happen. I was just so shocked, and so was everyone else. They tried to figure out how to let him go without setting him off. He would still come to work, and I just tried to avoid him as much as possible as they tried to fire him. Then one day, my coworker saw Joseph walk in, and he noticed that he looked a little weird. That's when he noticed that he was wearing a bulletproof vest. My coworker reported it, and Joseph was sent home. They ended up searching his work locker, and they noticed that he had an empty gun case. They then fired him, and they then reported him to everyone, including the cops. I got two weeks off, and when it was time to go back, I ended up just quitting. I honestly don't know what else happened besides the cops being involved. I also haven't heard from Joseph since 2021. I got a message request from his page, but all it said was, I thought you were dead. I told my parents and everyone else who I worked with, but none of us have heard from him since. 
I also have him blocked on everything. Joseph, if you ever happen to be listening to this, I hope you get the mental help that you so desperately need. I think this is one of the scariest things we could all imagine. As a start, I'm a 20-year-old female who has multiple different health conditions that have me disabled. They're known as silent conditions because I look like a normal, healthy 20-year-old woman from the outside. But I'm not. I have rheumatoid arthritis and loose ligaments which can make me limp and also have difficulty walking because my joints get stuck out of place. I also have postural orthostatic tachycardia syndrome. So if I stand up too fast, move too fast, etc., my heart rate can jump above 175 beats per minute, which can cause me to black out and get winded very easily. A normal person's active heart rate is 100 BPM, just so you know. That's important to keep in mind for this story. I know Southern Cannibal's channel because I love scary stories, but I never would have expected something would happen to me while I was listening to them. I work in a small town at a sandwich shop as a line cook, and I always do closing shifts. It was me and three other girls closing for the night. It was around 8.30pm, and we close at 9pm. Well, my coworker who I'll call Jay came into the back kitchen area and told us there was a guy pacing around in the men's bathroom. I asked how she knew, and she said she was trying to clean the bathrooms for the night. She said that he was pacing around in front of the ordering desk as well. We were all creeped out, and my fight or flight began. We were all getting pretty worried, until she told us that the guy left, and then we all calmed down, but we were very wrong. We began hearing a weird sound coming from the outside drive through window, and me and Jay stared at each other, until she asked me, Um, what was that? And she ran into the window only to see nothing, but it sounded like a scream. Our manager, who I'll call Kay, told us we have to begin closing, but that nobody should take the trash outside. We again heard another scream, and then we immediately told Kay. She then did something that made me terrified. She opened the drive through window, and she stuck her head out. I would have never done that a day in my life, because we didn't know what was going on. She then yelled, Hey, we know it's you. Stop messing with us. She assumed it was the same guy as before, and to our horror, it was indeed him. Our other coworker, who I'll refer to as E, said she saw him hiding behind the giant trash can behind our store when she had to get something from her car. I started getting angry, and I had felt a need to threaten him. Now, I grew up in a very ghetto part of one of the biggest metros in the United States, so I have street smarts. My dad always taught me to keep a knife on me, and to be ready to fight, even though everyone would assume a disabled girl like me couldn't defend herself, but that's also very wrong. I've taken down five men before with the adrenaline from the fight-or-flight response, and because of a hormone disorder that causes muscle growth. I've also broken a guy's nose with one slap before because he was sexually harassing me, and his nose was stuck to the side, and will be for the rest of his life. My dad taught me how to punch, kick, etc. I then told my manager, I'll threaten the man with my knife, as my anger then began to grow. It's a big double-edged switchblade which works well in quick self-defense. 
My manager told me not to, though, so I didn't. But I told her she was being too nice. She said she didn't want me to entice the guy, which I did understand, but she doesn't know my past. She walked away, and I couldn't hold it in. I opened the window, and I then screamed that I'd cut his face off if he tries anything. There's a reason why my little brother calls me She-Hulk. The guy kept messing around with us by screaming, and he tried coming into the store again, but we were closed by then. He was very short, and he was mumbling to himself, which gave us red flags, thinking that he probably has a mental health disorder or something. Now, our town is one of the safest in the country, but we still worked on the bad side of it, so very weird things happen often. We thought the guy could be homeless and crazy, and we all just agreed we'd leave together in a group. My coworker Jay is very calming, and we both agreed to watch each other as we walked to our cars, then go to the store across the street because I needed to pick up groceries after work. I've been followed around before where I used to live, so I knew how to be cautious. You know, check everything around you, look under the car before getting too close to it, and then once in the car, lock it. Don't use your usual way home. Things like that. We all left when we didn't see the guy. I got my knife ready, held it tight in my hand, and I held my keys in my left hand. Then we all left. Because of having muscle weakness, extreme asthma, and joints that will lock or give out very easily, I can't run. I would pass out or fall. So I always would and have had to just fight. I checked everywhere from the door of the store and then slowly made my way to my car as Jay went to hers. I checked under my car and I didn't see anything. No one under or behind it. I looked, but I didn't see him anywhere. So I got in my car and immediately locked it as I then saw Jay do the same thing. We both drove to the store, and as we got out, we thought it was over, but it wasn't. We went in the store, grabbed some things, and as we walked out, I looked over at the trash can where we first saw him, and we saw a figure behind the bushes right next to it. My heart rate went back up, and the adrenaline came back. I began having difficulty breathing because of the symptoms, but I know how to manage it. I then asked Jay, Um, am I tripping out, or is that the guy? And I then gestured to the trash can. She looked, and she then said, No, you're right, that's him. Okay, we gotta go, like right now, I said. We both knew that he couldn't follow Jay, since the way to her house is out in the countryside, and it's very difficult to get to. But mine, on the other hand, is just five minutes down the road. I told her before we jumped into our cars that I'll be going a very weird route home, and that I textured when I get there, and she said okay. We then both left, and I went down very weird roads, constantly checking my mirrors. He didn't look like he had a car, so I began calming down. Now, it's very dark around my house, which is a risk all on its own but I did actually manage to get home safely. Before I left my car, I looked all around. Everything looked fine, and it actually was this time. Everyone always makes the same mistakes though, not locking the doors, leaving an establishment alone when at risk, not bringing pepper spray or something everywhere you go no matter how safe it is, 
going to a friend's or your house when followed, not knowing the signs that someone will do something to you. You get the point. Usually as I listen to them, I always get paranoid over what I thought was nothing, but the biggest mistake is thinking that these stories can happen to you one day. But to all the other ladies out there, and to anyone else who's also disabled, please understand you're not weak. You can defend yourself. I was never taught to be a soft, submissive woman who always needs to be polite no matter how badly you're treated. I was taught to be blunt and fight, and my dad would always reward me whenever I told him that's what I've done. It may be very odd, but I actually get excited if a person tries something with me, because I'm always ready. There's a reason why my dad told me that being disabled doesn't have to be a disability. Just always be ready. These videos are a lesson, so please learn from them, because none of us want to be just another statistic or another person on the news. Always remember, there's no such thing as being too safe. <laughs>